The Holy Gospel, according to John chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, can be found in your pew Bible on page 1680. Glory to you, O Lord. John records the words of Jesus. He says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them, and I kept them safe by that name that you have given me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of joy within them. I have given them your word. The word, excuse me, the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Yesterday in the men's group, we uh, had another great study, and um, we've been meeting together faithfully for over a year now, and it's, it's funny how memories come up and through scripture, and uh, it, it, it's a blessed time. So gentlemen, uh, Saturday mornings, nine o'clock, we get out of there a little after, uh, excuse me, Saturday mornings, eight o'clock, we get out, out there a little after uh, nine you will be blessed, and we will be blessed by having you there. There's something um, very powerful about men coming together, uh, struggling with the, with the Scripture, and uh, God always shows up. Holy Spirit speaks to us, and yesterday was no exception to that. One of the things I said to the guys there was that one of my anxieties that I have and, um, as a pastor, one is sleeping in through a Sunday service. That is like, you know, it, <laughs> some people, you know, have these recurring nightmares that they can't see or they show up to work without clothes on or something. That's not me. I, I, uh, 
Not that that would be a good thing, but, um, uh, but I, you know, had this fear of, of, of being really late or, and or missing and getting the phone call going, um, do you know what day it is? You know, the other anxiety that I have too is that, and it, and it comes to me when I speak to other people or I listen to other churches, other uh, pastors, other people calling in for questions uh, about things is that anybody would worry or have trouble in their heart about their salvation. That pains me here and, and here. I mean, mostly here, kind of just this awful feeling that, that, that anyone in this church, in this sanctuary right now, feels that maybe their salvation is in question. And it just so happens in my interaction, you know, I've told you, I got a lot of favorite things, you know, I love sharing of the peace, and another favorite part of the service is, you know, the uh, communion, and, and another favorite part of my, uh, of being a pastor is the, is the fellowship that I have, and so I've had the opportunity to speak with guys, the other night Steve and I, you know, sat and talked about things, and then I have, uh, um, I have another dear friend, Bob, that sends me uh, text messages and so forth. And I don't know if you knew this, but this was exactly what I needed to hear uh, this week. So I want you guys and gals uh, to open up your pew Bible. I'll let you get a chance to, to pick it up. Everyone, I know there's stuff there. You can share with the neighbor if you want, but get your pew Bible. Man, I didn't know it was going to be homework. All right, pew Bible and page 1542. This is going to be Matthew 25, 41. When you have it, look up here. Okay. So I got sent this, this, this text message, and, and it, really, it really ties into my greatest, uh, one of my greatest anxieties, not the one about being late, but the one about people doubting their salvation, people wondering, oh my gosh. And so this, this text that he sent me was somebody had written that um, Satan comes up to us and says, I know your past. Well, maybe he doesn't say it that way. I mean, he goes, <laughs> you know, I know your past. Yeah, <laughs> You didn't think anyone was looking? <laughs> I got it. I got it written down here. And the answer to that, the inoculation is, oh, yeah? I know your future. Let us read together uh, Matthew 25, verse 41. Out loud. Ready? One, two, three. Then he will say to those. Prepared for the devil and his angels. Not for you or for me or those who would believe. For the devil and his angels. Does anyone ever have any of that feeling like, oh, I am unworthy, oh, i really blown it. Have you ever felt that you can do this? You know, you, I mean, it happens, doesn't it? Do you ever run into somebody that has some doubts that maybe it's just, oh boy, I must have really done something bad to get to deserve this. Your salvation is secure. Why? Because you're a whosoever should believe. You have been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That faith was put into you by 
word and sacrament. God gave you the faith and that will do even if it is the size of a mustard seed. And yet, like last week when we were talking about Acts 10, 34 to 41, and Peter was going to Cornelius' house with his entourage, and his entourage said, wow, we were really astounded that the Holy Spirit even fell on Gentiles. Maybe we say, I'm really astounded that the Holy Spirit even came on me. He loves you so much. You are in. And if somebody ever causes you doubt, let them know, Christ died for me. I'm secure. My sins are forgiven, and we're going to dig into that more this morning. But I needed to get that off of my chest. And Bob, thank you for that. I know your future. And I'm done talking to you. Like my little boy used to say, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Like a little boy I know of used to say, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. He was really little when he did that. So here's what we have to unpackage this morning. Your future is secure through Christ. And God testifies to this. God testifying. You get somebody on the witness stand, let's say it's God. He's telling the truth, right? So he testifies through his son that you and I and all who believe have eternal life, period. For those of you that are, haven't seen before, I don't always yell like that. I'm so, I like this. I hope I'm not turning you off here. But <laughs> I'm passionate this morning. He loves you. For all who should believe. And Jesus, through Jesus, when he says, whatever you ask in my name, you can be sure that the Father will provide it. No, it's not six numbers in the lottery. It doesn't work that way. But if you are praying along with his will for things that are good for you and those around you for their salvation, he will answer it. We pray, God listens. God listens to all of his people, and all of us have a part to play in this. I'm reminded in here, and as, as, as Gary was saying, there were 120 people uh, around when they had some business to do, and that business was to find a new uh, disciple, a new apostle, if you will, um, because of Judas. And we know quite vividly what happened to Judas. You know, he it was kind of gross. But he betrayed, but he fulfilled scripture. The psalm said that there's one amongst us would betray us. It had to happen. And from amongst us, one would be chosen. So it wasn't as if God said, gee, I didn't see that coming. It was all within the plan. And what Judas and Satan meant for evil... God used for good. That kind of struck me upside the head. It takes a new meaning to 
when we hear for those who love God, he uses all things for good for those who love him. And, and sometimes in Christian knees, in our conversation of Christian knees, we, we say, well, you know, God makes all things work out for those who love him, which is not exactly what somebody wants to hear right after a tragedy. Am I right? You know, but it's true. And in hindsight, we can see that and go in our own lives and go, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. But we have the hindsight here in Scripture where you got Judas betrayed Jesus and, you know, for, the, for the silver and he bought a field and it's called the field of blood now. And, and, and that's a terrible thing, but God used it powerfully. It had to be done. He had to be turned over to the, uh, to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Romans, the way that it happened. God used a, a fallen man powerfully for his agenda. He did that with other people throughout uh, Scripture, throughout the historical uh, document we call the Holy Bible. He used Pharaoh powerfully, did he not? So our future is secure. In 1 John, we are warned about unrepentant sin, that it leads to death. Yes, even for the believer. And our, da- our daily walk with God has uh, been likened to the waves from the ocean coming up onto the beach. Come forward and repent. The wave goes out, you've been absolved. Come forward and repent, you've been absolved. Where else do we see that? In our liturgy this morning, your work, the work of the people, Together, corporately, we confess that we are in sin. We, we confess that our hearts are open, that our desires are known, and that no secrets are hid. So Satan says, I know your past, and well, yeah, so does, so does Abba Father, Daddy. <laughs> and, get, and I know your future. And then we go on to say, with, uh, along with First with John, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So we are admitting that in this body of flesh, we have, we're, we're sinful. We need Jesus. Forgiveness of sins, grace is for sinning Christians too. For you and for me, like the waves. Repent. Confess. Your sins are forgiven. So then we confess our sins. Most merciful God, we confess. And then we are absolved for the sake of Christ. The one who God testifies through. And for his sake, your sins, my sins are forgiven. And God gives the keys to the church. He gives to those who have been called, you called, You call and ordain a pastor. And by the authority given to the church, I therefore get to declare you, because he said so, the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Your future is secure. Is your future secure? Good, I don't have to worry about that anymore. John 
17, 11, 9 through 19. Jesus is going to the cross and he's praying for us. He prays that the disciples would be united by faith in him. Just as we are united in faith in him. And when we are united in this church through his word, through baptism, through the sacrament of the altar, made possible by the perfect work that he worked on that cross, we cannot be broken. We cannot be snatched away. Satan has no dominion over us. You can rebuke him when you are feeling low and he is just reminding you of all the turmoil going on. I know your future. And in the name of Jesus, be gone. You have no authority over me, over you. Be gone. Do you believe that? It's true. So not one will be snatched from my hands. So knowing this, believing this, together confessing this, gives us a power and a boldness to go out and proclaim the story that was within us as believers of Jesus Christ. Do you really believe that Jesus Christ died? Crucified, buried, rose on the third day? You bet I do. Well, how do you know? You weren't there. Yeah, I know. I wasn't there. But by the Holy Spirit and by that historical document known as the Bible, by all the people that witness it, because the word of God is true, I believe. And yeah, I need help in my unbelief sometimes. But when I hear the word, the power of the gospel, it overtakes me. It pushes out that doubt. And I know I'm secure. And I know that one day as we read in the gospel that I will be sanctified. Jesus sanctified himself. In my study Bible, it says consecrated. It was, he was set aside as he walked amongst us. Set apart from the world. In the world, not part of the world. In the world, not of the world. Just like you were when you were baptized. Yeah, but I still do these things. Well, guess what? Clothed in our baptism. Yes, you sin. And this is the tension that we might feel and the world might feel. It's like, well, you know, you're still sinning. Yes, but by this sealing of the Holy Spirit and by this water, God doesn't see me as a sinner. He sees me as a son, as a daughter. And the world will say, well, isn't that convenient? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Well, what must I do to have a part of that? Now we're talking, man. There's going to be some people that just aren't going to believe, but it doesn't mean we don't keep speaking the truth in love. There's going to be so, some people that the Bible tells us that in their stubbornness and in their unbelief, they will perish. But it doesn't mean that we can't continue to love for them and pray for them. And when we pray for those that do not believe, 
We don't pray for God to whack them. <laughs> I love that, Ken. Sorry. <laughs> New York. Hey, you know, whack them, Lord. <laughs> but we can't kind of pray to whack them a little bit. We can say, Lord, let them come to the end of themselves. Has anyone ever seen anyone come to the end of themselves? I've done, I've done that. Boy, what's left? Ooh, not much, except for him. Sometimes we need to be brought down to that, and so do others. So that's a worthy prayer. Abba, Father, I love this person, this family member, this child, this neighbor, whatever. Help in your way, in your will. Bring him to the end of themselves so that they turn to you. That's a worthy prayer. God loves to hear our prayers. Isn't it amazing that we pray and he hears? And finally, oftentimes we want proof. We want, okay, where is he? Show me Jesus. Well, Jesus is alive in the living word. Jesus is alive in you and in me. And Jesus is here with you and me right now today. We get to touch and to taste, to be embraced, to experience grace upon grace upon grace and the surety of our salvation when we come up to the table today. He knows your past you know his future, and you know your future. Depend on it. In the name of Jesus, amen.